Hey guys, in this video I'm explaining why Asperger's in girls is often missed. And these are the top three reasons coming up. Hey guys, welcome back to the Aspie world. My name is Dan. I have autism, ADHD, OCD, and dyslexia. So if you're new around here and you'd like to learn more about those things, I do weekly videos on that subject. So if you don't wanna miss a video, remember to hit that subscribe button by clicking that notification bell. And if you're watching over on Facebook, we should just give this page a like and a follow to see more videos just like this. Okay guys, welcome back. This is a video all about Asperger's in girls. Now this is an interesting subject and I wanna cover some stuff that you probably haven't even heard of that is reasons why people don't really get diagnosed with Asperger's if they are female. Okay guys, welcome back. It's so good to have you all here. I'm wearing some uh, Aspie World exclusive merch and if you want to get your hands on some Aspie World merch, check out the link in the description below or just underneath this video and you can get yourself uh, merch to help support this channel, help support me. Super, super awesome. Oh, and if you think that somebody can get benefit from this, why don't you tag them in the comments of this video? That'd be super awesome. We can help people out by doing that. Okay guys, so before we get started, let me know if you are a person who has Asperger's syndrome or if you're a person who is looking to actually find out information for somebody else on the spectrum, uh, I would love to know because I'd like to open that dialogue, I read and respond to every single comment, so your comment is never wasted. Okay, so basically Asperger's syndrome is a, uh, a diagnosis of autism that really isn't used that often anymore because it used to be part of something called the DSM, but now the DSM has changed since their update in 2013 where the DSM-5 actually removed Asperger's as a terminology phrase and they changed it to just autism spectrum disorder. So basically anyone who's diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome now just has a diagnosis as Autism, autism spectrum disorder, which is absolutely fine. It's just that we need to define that terminology before we go on with the video because people might be like, hey, why is he talking about something that is kind of not in the diagnostic criteria at the moment? So there are some issues here, right, with females on autism. Now, it's no kind of shocker to see that there's um, three times likely a male is gonna be diagnosed with autism than a female. Now, there are many reasons for this and people can speculate and accumulate different ideas and stuff like that, um, but I have listed out three three of the main reasons why people kind of don't uh, don't really see those those uh, characteristics and traits in females as often as they do in males and it could be you know it's frustrating yes but there could be loads of issues for it but I've, I've only highlighted the main three here that I think are, are really important to know because basically if you are on the spectrum and you're looking to get a diagnosis and you're female then these kind of areas are definitely going to help you uh, communicate that to the assessor or if you're like a mom or a parent or whatever of a kid who is female and you suspect they're on the spectrum this is how you go through this process to figure out you know ways that uh, the, the medical industry may be failing when they're trying to diagnose efficiently. But a big disclaimer though, autism in females is getting better as in like diagnostically, uh, the National Autistic Society are doing more information on this, training courses and all that kind of stuff for people who are female on the spectrum and people who are diagnosing people who are female on the spectrum because you know, let's just face it, there's been a huge gap, you know, that it's, it's, it's incredible. And the fact that there are more females in the world than males, um, it doesn't really add up that there's three times as many males with autism than there are females with autism. So that is a really interesting statistic, uh, but I wanted to put that out there that the National Autistic Society and other charities, not just them, they are also kind of putting information out around uh, autism and diagnosing females and autism, but also there's a bunch of awesome advocates who, who are on the spectrum who are doing stuff. I'll, uh, I'll try and leave some links for them in the description below, if I can remember, if not, just go over to Instagram, hit me up, shoot me a DM, and I will send you uh, some awesome creators who are female on the spectrum, and uh, yeah, 
All right, let's get on with this video. Okay, so number one, this is number one reason why people who are female don't often get diagnosed with autism right away. And the first thing is masking. Now masking is kind of like where somebody pretends, they put up a front, they put on an act, they become a persona to kind of get through the day. So let me put this in perspective. Say you're going to school and then you pack your bag, you get up and you go to school, and when you get to school, you're confronted with situations like teachers, friends, a lot of crowds, stuff that was make you socially anxious. Girls on the spectrum tend to lean towards this masking where they will put on a front like they will smile and kind of get on with it and they're consciously trying to mute their inner um, chaos, if you will, to, to get through the day and, and just kind of make the best of a bad situation and they, they mask it. So they, they're masking their symptoms, they're masking their characteristics, they're masking their traits because they don't want that attention to be brought to them because of the fact that they don't like all that kind of hustle and bustle, the attention on the social anxiety and the anxiety that comes with that in the first place, which is super interesting. Now masking is something that isn't exclusive to females, but I do know that females are more likely to be prominent to mask than males. And you know, who knows why? The neurological paths of a female versus a male brain are obviously different because they define us differently in how they're developing and stuff like that, you know, with different hormones, etc. But in terms of the reasons why, I'm not entirely sure because I'm not a neurologist, a psychologist, or any kind of like biological scientist. So I don't really know the ins and outs of why that happens. I just know that it does happen. And so you can almost, you know, you know, so basically think about this. Somebody goes to school, they mask all day, they come home and then they're just completely ruined then and they have like crazy shutdown, crazy meltdown and the whole night is spoiled because they've been masking all day. And they're like a different person in school than they are at home. That's super interesting to think about because think about this, imagine they go for an autism diagnosis and they're sitting there in the, you know, in the room waiting for the diagnosis and then the, the, the person who's diagnosing uh, basically just says like, oh no, you know, they seem okay because, you know, they're masking, they seem fine to me, you know, like, that's the kind of area which is super difficult. And I think it's one of the biggest grey areas as well is to figure out when people are masking because they're not really asking the right questions and we'll get on to the reasons for that in, in, in a short while, but in terms of my number one reason, masking, is a huge one. If you'd like to learn more about masking, I highly recommend just typing into Google autism masking or check out some of my other videos on autism and female uh, where I interview some of my friends who are female on the spectrum. I will leave a playlist link above here so you guys can check out my playlist where I interview other females who are on the spectrum and hear the diagnosis process from their point of view. Super valuable, very, very awesome. Okay, so number two, this is probably one of the most common reasons why people are not diagnosed. I think probably this is the most common reason. Um, and this is misdiagnosis. So I know so many females on the spectrum who go to get their diagnosis and uh, all of a sudden they say, oh, well, I got diagnosed, but I didn't get diagnosed with autism. I actually got diagnosed bipolar or some kind of personality disorder or just ADHD. This is a huge issue. Based on the other things, it's kind of like a ricochet, you know, a bit of masking, uh, a bit of the other thing, which we'll talk about in a minute, and then, you know, on a bit of lack of education from the, the professional's point of view, depending on where you go, obviously, they will miss the diagnosis of autism uh, for the appropriate like diagnosis and what they'll do is they'll kind of default to things that they are comfortable in like maybe it's personality disorders maybe it's ADHD maybe it's ADD you know and so they'll just say oh yeah you know you've got bipolar disorder 
or you're extremely anxious, you've got you know, GAD, um, and this happens quite often actually. And then it isn't until the, you know, the female kind of like, you know, does the treatment plan or the medication from the doctor and it's not working and they go back and say, hey, look, this is rubbish, I'm not actually getting anywhere with this. And then the doctors reassess the situation and say, oh, shoot, you know, actually, I think you're on the spectrum, that didn't work. And so it's, it's, not, a good, it's not a good system because that rigmarole kind of drives people um, a bit crazy, I guess, if you will, because you're, you're trying, you think that the doctors have got your best interest in heart, and they, and they do to a certain extent, but then they also get things wrong, which is quite annoying. So I would say that misdiagnosis is probably one of the more common reasons why people on the autism spectrum who are female don't get diagnosed for a very long time, and sometimes not at all, which is very sad, obviously, for obvious reasons. But needless to say, we're trying to change that with everything we're doing here on this channel. You guys are part of that, so thank you so much. So why don't you hit that like button down below this video to show some support for females on the spectrum. Let me know that you're enjoying this video. That'd be super awesome. And also, why not share this video on Facebook with your friends who may have a daughter or a family member who's female on the spectrum. That'd be super awesome. Okay, so this is my third and final reason why females are not diagnosed as much as males when they're on the spectrum. And it's very much down to resources. Resources in the fact that old resources that are reference points for diagnostic criteria. So basically, let's think about this. When autism was uh, first started to, to crop up into kind of mainstream literature in research papers, it was back in 1946 by a guy called Hans Asperger, hence the, the terminology, and a guy called Leo Kanner. Now, both Kanner and Asperger were, were working on the same thing simultaneously, checking out all of this stuff that is going on with, you know, kids, uh, they, they'd pull together kids and they were testing their kind of neurological differences or the developmental differences and trying to figure it out and that's how they categorized autism and that's how they basically developed the diagnostic criteria really. But when you look at that, Hans Asperger for instance decided that he was adamant that only males could have autism, right? Because he only studied males on the, on the autism spectrum. He said that females couldn't get it from yada yada yada, some reason, some reason. But also then moving forward, you have like research papers from people which are completely technically wrong, but at the time it was the best they had, so they were diagnosing them. So anyone who studied it and studied autism kind of goes through studying that area and, and th those historical documents and then kind of is almost set in a mindset thinking, well, girls can't be on the spectrum, so they're not looking for autism when they're trying to diagnose these people when they're going for assessments. So all resources equal bad uh, accessibility to a, appropriate autism diagnostic criteria. And it's really annoying, it's really annoying that that actually happens, but it's a very much uh, a, co a common occurrence. And you can see how like those old resources would cause a misdiagnosis because they'd, they're not really looking for that. They're kind of reading old papers and saying, well, it, it doesn't fit into the criteria for males. And you're thinking, well, yeah, but not everybody on the spectrum is a male, remember? <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things. To me, it's, um, these are like the three most important ones. You can take bear these in mind when you're trying to go for a diagnosis or you're, or you're planning out a diagnostic criteria. Um, and I think that would be really, really interesting. So if you enjoyed this video, guys, please share this video, give it a like, obviously, and hit that subscribe button to see more videos like this. And I'll see you next time, guys. Peace. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please share this with anybody and everyone who you think can get some benefit from it. And also, I know a bunch of you guys who haven't already subscribed to this podcast, but listen, so please go over and subscribe to it now so you don't miss an episode. Also, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at the Aspie World. The, T-H-E, Aspie, A-S-P-I-E, and then World, W-O-R-L-D. So the Aspie World. All right, guys, thanks.